Take a look, if you will, tonight at Psalm 35. And again, I'm hoping this will be interactive tonight as we work through this. Now, what I've usually done is, as we look at Psalm 35, we're going to be searching for shields tonight. You say shields in terms of armor. Remember, it tells us in Ephesians chapter 6 that we are to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and do things such as uh, use the, the breastplate of righteousness and use the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And tonight we're going to be talking about this. Now, the last time we talked a little bit about armor, we talked about specific weapons against specific sins. And that was actually, uh, could really help us uh, a lot. We talked about make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And uh, a number of other uh, flee youthful lust. I mean, there's so many verses that come to mind that immediately help you to know how to respond. But what if it's more of a defensive posture? What, what if what you really need is a shield? Think about it tonight. If you had a, a shield, you say, okay, I have a shield. I'll use, I'll use this piece of this poster board that's right here, apparently for something. And I'd say, okay, here, here I have a shield. So look, as long as I got a shield, you know, I'm good, right? I'm, I mean, okay, I got a shield. You say, well, you know, what if things come rather suddenly upon you? Are you ready to put that shield up and into place? Are you ready to block the, the fiery darts of the wicked? And it really comes to the question of how quickly can we put them into place? I've given you the illustration many times before of the Roman formation of the testudo. And you can see here the way they are holding their shields to protect each other and to also protect from the, the hail that would come upon them. They would especially use this when they were going up to a, a fortress wall and they were preparing to do battle there and people throwing down rocks and boulders and other things like that. And they had it down to the place where they could work together and they could actually be able to take the weight of a boulder or something like that and work together to, to roll it off and uh, still maintain their formation. That's basically the idea tonight. It's, it's really easy for us as Americans to think of our individualism and the way we think about, okay, I've got my shield. Well, what about the people around us who need shields? And that really highlights the, the importance of the testudo formation. So let's go right into Psalm 35 tonight and talk about this just a little bit, shall we? What, how would you use this? And so tonight I put not only a target, but a foe, because you have so many that are here in Psalm 35. And I'll, I'll tell you where I'm going with this. We're going to go through about the first 12 verses. Then I'd like to open it up for you to talk us through the rest of the verses. How do you see, what do you, how do you see that you could use those other verses? So even as I speak here, you might keep one eye on later in the passage when you get down to verse 13, and you'll see a lot of repetition. It is, after all, a song. When we sing a song, we sing a stanza over and over again. But remember what we're doing here is we're basically learning how to, to really concentrate or zoom in on one particular area. It's like playing the children's game of I Spy. You know, I Spy Something Red. And, and immediately, if you start playing the game, your mind filters out the non-red, and you think about that. Well, what if we approached it that way? Because see, this passage tonight, Psalm 35, you could do a character of God study on it. There's a couple places in here where you could see, yeah, I could do, I could actually write a biography of God. After all, if he, if he pleads my cause, Lord, please my, plead my cause. You could say the Lord is my, 
He's my advocate. You know, he's, he, is, he is my Lord. He's my mighty warrior there because he strives. But here what we're concentrating on tonight is how do we, how do we take the shield and put it in place? Because after all, the Lord doesn't do all that for us, does he? I mean, he says, take up the armor. You are to put on the armor of light. You and I have to take it. It's not like the Lord does it all for us. We're supposed to uh, work together to do that. So think about this verse, verse 1. How would you use this verse? Plead my cause, O Lord, with those that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. What's he really, what's he really aiming at? here? You said, like, well, it's like a, like a target. What, what is the target there? And you would see this word strive right here and say, well, look, one of the, one of the things you could say is, when there is strife, when there are people who are striving against me, plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive against me, fight against them that fight against me. Now, I took the liberty tonight in the sheets, the yellow sheets that you have there. I went ahead and took the liberty of putting these first references right into your sheet. And so you'd have a good indication of exactly where we're going, and you can kind of fill it in as you uh, go along there. So there's verse 1 of Psalm 35, and, and how would you use that? Well, you would use it for uh, you're facing opposition. Let's say that you're facing opposition. Uh, the word there we talked about just now, you're facing uh, strife, let's say. You're, you're facing uh, difficulty that way. For those who are opposing you, those who are striving against you, that's how you could use a verse like that. Now, are you, are you presently going through this? It may be tonight you say, I'm, I don't, I'm not presently going through that. But remember what we're doing here. We're trying to learn how to live life in advance. Or another way of saying that is, we're trying to pre-plan our obedience. Okay, What will you do when you do face that kind of opposition? You say, I don't really think I'm going to face any. Okay, well... At the very least, the world, the flesh, and the devil, you know, are constantly pursuing you. But it may come in human forms as well through other human beings who are striving against you. This is the way that you would comfort your own soul. And it's fascinating as you begin to work through this. I shared with the staff and our leaders, deacons and our other leaders, that I prayed these next two verses for them a couple days ago, I guess it was. Look what it says here. He's saying to the Lord, Lord, take hold of shield and buckler. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? The Lord tells us to take up the armor. David, as a military man here, is praying, Lord, would you take up and take hold of your shield and buckler? Again, if you were doing a character of God study, you would say the Lord is a mighty warrior. He's a mighty soldier. Take up the the shield and buckler and stand up for my help. The Lord is our helper. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against me of those that persecute me. Okay, so think about the way he's saying this. And then do not miss that last request. Look at the last two lines there. You can see them on the screen. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. I am your salvation. Lord, Would you say to my soul, would you say in my inner being that I, you you are my salvation. 
Folks, that's what we desperately need. We, we desperately need for the Lord to say to our souls, I am your salvation. Now look, on a practical sense, how does the Lord do that? I mean, how is it that you can know that the Lord is, is speaking to you and saying to you, I am your salvation? How can you know that that is a reality saying that to you? And you know the answer. It is as you get into the word of God each day that, that you know you can say, you can, you can open your Bible and say, Lord, would you say unto me, I am your salvation? By the way, are you going to find that in scripture? It's all over the scripture. It's almost everywhere in the scripture. So here, when you talk about the target or the foe, and this is the journal that we're talking about here is the, the armory journal. Basically, you can see that he's talking here about sudden fear, those who are standing up against me, trouble, you could say. Uh, you, you have a need there for deliverance. These are exactly the kind of verses that you could, uh, you could use and especially, I want to say again, as I prayed through the leadership and prayed for the deacons and all of our staff members on this, Lord, would you say to my soul, I am your salvation? Try that tonight before you go to, before you go to sleep. Lord, would you say to my soul, I am your salvation? I am your deliverer? I have to admit, as I've been driving along in the car and uh, had an opportunity to meet with some other pastors on Monday, and so I... All the way down there, I was praying for our leaders and our deacons. And all the way back, I was praying for our staff. And this kept coming to my mind over and over again. What a wonderful way when you face opposition, you face trouble, you face difficulties. What a wonderful way to be able to say, Lord, that's what I really need. I need for you to be my salvation. So, Lord, you know, be my, be my mighty warrior. Draw out your weapons. This is David speaking as a general, as a military man. As he is saying it. Okay, how about in verse 4? Let them be confounded and put to shame that, now catch these words here, seek after my soul. It almost sounds deadly, doesn't it? Those who seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that, note the words here, devise my hurt. They are, they are devising it. They are, they are planning this out. Some of you men may have faced this even in your own workplaces at times. It may have been that there were other employees, other people on the staff who were actually trying to take you out. They were trying to, to get you in trouble or get you demoted or something like that. That's exactly what, how you would use a verse like this. And so think about it in terms of when you face opposition or you face hurtful people uh, you could say there, they devise my hurt. There's might even be, you know, conspiratorial that, that people get together and do those kind of things. Uh, Lord, when I face opposition, when I face hurtful people, when I face wicked plans devised to hurt me, those are the verses that I could immediately use. And as I say, and I, as I wrote this out for you on your chart there in your armory journal, this is exactly the way that you could do that by meditating on these. Now, look, are we, am I saying, you know, you need to master every one of these. No, what I'm saying is there will be some that will speak to you more plainly. Today I was looking for something and I happened to look up and I saw my journals that I've told you about from 45 years ago that I've got there that are full of these kind of sheets. And so many of those verses immediately came to mind. In fact, I think what I like to do soon is get them all out and read through them to see if I've forgotten any of them recently. 
but it's a way to not only target sin and, and to say, you know, I'm going to flee youthful lust. I'm not going to make provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. You know, uh, put away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. To target those kind of specific sins. But in Psalm 35, it's more defensive. It's more about uh, having the, the defensive techniques, as I say, the breastplate of righteousness or the shield of faith to be able to stand up against those things. All right, how about in verse 7? For without cause have they hid for me their net in a pit. Without cause they have digged for my soul. Okay, I'll, I'll open it up now. Here, who here would say, here's how you would use a verse like that. It, it may not be the one that you would write down, but you'd say, if I were advising somebody, if I were counseling somebody, here's how, here's the kind of thing that I would look for that I would use this verse in. Anything come to mind? Wow. So, you know, what about, you know, troublesome neighbors, you know, people that just don't, I mean, without cause, they're, they're I mean, that's the, that's the way they are. They just, they, they approach it that way. They have hidden from me their net in a pit. You get the idea there of almost like secret conspiracies uh, that people would use. Personal, I mean, they dig for my soul. I mean, it's talking about personal evil. So here's some of the things I wrote down. Conspiracies, the evil plans of others for no particular reason. See, he says here, without cause. Uh, for no particular reason, I mean, that's what they're trying to do is uh, do those kind of things against you. And again, this is exactly how you'd use this. I, it's probably been a while since I've used this illustration, but here goes. When you're meditating on Scripture, one of the things you're trying to do is you are trying to connect the, the evil or the pain of something to a particular verse. And the way I, the corny way I say it to myself is, okay, I have this sore thumb. If I do a good job of my personal devotions of sort of welding a biblical principle to that sore thumb, then every time life comes along and it hits my sore thumb, that principle comes up. That is, to face, to face that problem is, for that, is that, for, for that immediately to come to my mind. But you see, it all depends on how well you concentrated, how well you meditated on, on that verse when you were having your own personal devotion time. But the cool thing is, when, those, when life comes along and something hurts, boom, a biblical principle you know, immediately comes up. Now, the really neat thing is, it may be that you don't have the sore thumb. It may be there are people around you who are saying, by the way, I'm really having trouble, and you're going to go, oh. You know, in other words, they hit the sore thumb for you, and it's not your sore thumb, but it's they're they're going to be saying, "Oh, I got this problem. I got the, I, here's what I'm dealing with," and immediately a verse comes to mind. I suspect that one of the things that we're going to go through in our culture, in our nation, is a whole lot of what you see here in verse seven when it says, "Without cause," that there are people who are trying to do everything they can to to try to hurt uh, godly people. Praise the Lord here in Ohio. We recently you know, put in people like some very conservative uh, Supreme Court justices. And I had the joy of talking with them on a couple of occasions. And it, I know that we're making some, some really good strides in that area. But we also have to be very much aware that the culture is constantly trying to look for ways. And people are trying to look for ways to kind of undercut godly people, under, undercut righteous people. 
So it would be very important to know that, that at, at the very least, that Psalm 35 is like a National Guard armory. Can I say it that way? In other words, if you need defensive weapons, hey, Psalm 35, there's something going over in Psalm 35. Okay, look at verses 8 and 9. Let destruction come upon him at unawares. Let his net that he has hid catch himself. In the very destruction, let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in his salvation. Okay, how would you use verses like that? I mean, when you're tempted, uh, in, in, in what ways would you use that? And again, it takes a little bit of thought to think through this. But do you see what he's doing here in verses 8 and 9? He's appealing to the Lord. Right, He is not taking matters into his own hands. And so how would you answer those, those sensations or feelings of revenge? I, I ought to do to them what they're doing to me. And I'm, I would imagine for most of you, you're thinking, wait, does it say in Romans 12, um, take, don't take vengeance. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. It absolutely does. Here would be another great verse to go along with that. So here for this feeling of fear or even complaining or discouragement or revenge, all I'm, all I'm trying to do tonight is help you to think about verses from a different direction. Crazy illustration, when I go into the big box stores and I'm trying to fix something around the house and, and I know, okay, here's what I really, really need. I will go to the, the store, the hardware store, and I will find what I need. But especially if I have a few minutes, I'll linger around and just kind of look and see what else is on the shelves. And one of the things that's really appealing to me is I had no idea they made something like that. Wow, somebody was really bright to come up with that idea. And all I'm doing is anticipating future problems that if I ever face that particular, I need that particular thing, um, then I'll, I'll go back to buy it. I hope I don't buy it right on the spot. I've done that a couple of times, but I'd rather wait until I have the problem to know how I'm going to do that. Verse 10, all my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee, which delivers the poor from him that is too strong for him? Yea, the poor and the needy from him that spoils him. Again, how would you use these verses? What would be, what would be your target? Let me, let me see if you can fill in a blank for me feelings of, and how would you fill in the blank using that verse? Feelings of, anyone? Say again. Yeah. Feelings of, what about like helplessness? Like, are there times when you have like sudden fear or, or a feeling that things are like out of control or you're just like, oh, you know, what do I, maybe you wake up in the middle of the night and, and things are coming to your mind. That's the way you could, you could do this. What if, what if you're up against an adversary who's like way stronger than you are? I mean, like, have you met, you've known people like that and they're like way smarter and, you know, faster and, you know, communication skills and everything else like that. I've known a few people like that. It's like, whoa, you talk about, talk about controlling. How are you going to face that? And here's, here's what he's doing. He's immediately turning this into prayer. He's taking the scripture and immediately just using it to, to call out to the Lord. He says, false witnesses did rise up. They laid to my charge things I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. So here's, here's people that he's tried to be good to and he's tried to be kind to and tried to help them. 
And, and what happens? He says, uh, well, false witnesses did rise up against me. They laid things to my charge. I knew not. So it, it came, came out of the blue. You could say it was out of whole cloth. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. Do you see how that he's using these as, as basically a shield to know exactly how to answer the things that come along to him? The false witnesses as they, they uh, speak up. The, the secret accusations, things I knew not. Uh, the evil deeds designed to discourage or destroy. They, they rewarded me evil for my soul and to the spoiling of my soul. Okay, your turn now. Let's go and let's take verses, let's take verse 13 and start working our way down. And you help me out now. Um, what, how would you, how would you take this and target it? What would you, what would you use this for? My suspicion is that most of the time, the reason we don't remember a verse is we don't know what it's for. Well, what if in this idea I'm talking to you about, about taking the sore thumb and welding it to a principle, what if in your devotion time you could figure out, hey, I know how I could use this. This is what I could do with this. And in figuring that out and in nailing that down, do you see how it would be much more memorable because you'd say, oh, next time I face that situation, here's what I could do. So verse 15, how would you how would you take verse 15? How would you use it? You could probably even put 15 and 16 together. What kind of things would you face? Years ago when I was a youth pastor, and I'd ask questions like that, and it got real quiet. Then I'd just start talking again. But I've learned over the years, just hush up. Just wait. Experience tells me, wait and see. How would you use verses 15 and 16? I'm sorry? Mocking, mm-hmm. very definitely, they're mocking. Hypocritical mockers, you see where Zoe's getting it from there? Let's see if I can get the right pen here. The mockery. This is really hard because he says, in my trouble, well, there's one you could do right there, in my adversity, when you face times of trouble, they rejoiced and gathered themselves together. Yea, the abject gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. They did tear and cease not. In other words, they're really going after him. He didn't even know about it. I mean, it comes out of the blue. It's like a secret accusation. Notice the word right before mockers, hypocritical. How many times have you faced that in the workplace or in other places where somebody's making an accusation against you and you know perfectly well that they're probably, or you know that they are more guilty of it than you are. And you think, well, hypocrisy, you know, it is. Okay, how are you going to wrestle with feelings like that when other people are being hypocritical and even hypocritically mocking you? How are you going to put a shield in place? And that's one of the reasons I'm, recommending these verses and say this is this is really the way you could use it especially when you face the kind of you know accusations they're gnashing here he says lord 
how long will you look on? Rescue my soul from their destructions, my darling from the lions. Now, this goes back to the previous journal we talked about, the character of God study. And here you can say that the Lord is my rescuer, the Lord is my deliverer, the Lord is my helper. And he's crying out to the Lord. But do you see how he's turning all these problems into prayer? This is really how you turn a problem into a project. You do it by prayer. So a problem plus prayer becomes a project, and you begin to look at it in a different way when you approach it that way. He says, I will give you thanks in the great congregation. I will praise you among the people. He says, let them, not, let them that are my enemies not wrongfully rejoice over me. I'm sorry, let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without cause. For they, they speak not peace. They devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Yea, they opened their mouth wide against me and said, aha, aha. I mean, have you known people like this? Like, ha, 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 there it is. Aha, 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 or I have seen it. This thou hast, O Lord, keep not silence. Stir yourself up, he says, and awaken to judgment. So, when you begin to work through the, the troubles that he's, he's working through there, just remember uh, that if you walk away from nothing else, with nothing else tonight, just remember this, that when you face those kind of problems, just know that Psalm 35 is like a National Guard armory. It's worth it to take the time to slowly go through so that when you face sudden fears or you sense that you're being mocked, uh, hypocrites, false witnesses, all the other things that are going on there, Psalm 35 would be a really great place to start and say, I want to kind of master those so I can use the shield of faith wherewith I can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Well, let's have a word of prayer together and then divide up for our prayer time, shall we? Lord, thank you so much for the opportunity tonight just to look over these verses and to think upon them. And I pray now that you would help all of us to search for the shields here. There's so much about conspiracies and sudden fear and just accusations and opposition. Lord, I just praise you and thank you for a psalm such as this where we can go to you, we can pray, and we can use our shield and our breastplate of righteousness to honor you. Help us then to do that, pray. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.